Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. A lot of great stuff still ahead. Be sure to tune in during the entire 2 o'clock hour today on Live Mike. We are just hours away from the deadline to get your mail-in ballot either submitted to the clerk's office or postmarked because today is primary day here in Utah. There are a number of races being contended here in Utah today, a number of parties are, uh, or I'm sorry, a number of <laughs> a number of races are seeking the nomination of their party. Uh, the biggest one, in my opinion, is the race for governor. There are currently four men competing with one another for the Republican nomination for governor. You know that. You know their names. You have seen their signs. You've heard them interviewed here on this station and elsewhere. Spencer Cox, John Huntsman Jr., Thomas Wright, and Greg Hughes all will be guests of mine today. You'll be able to hear from them for the last time before you make your decision today on primary day. That's all coming up during the two o'clock hour. We'll speak with all four of the GOP candidates for governor coming up. I want to, for the next few minutes here, look at this situation, which is still being sorted out regarding an allegation that Russia, that Russian military intelligence sought to pay bounties to Taliban fighters or others to kill U.S. soldiers. To kill U.S. soldiers. The allegation is that Russia placed bounties on the heads of American soldiers. The second allegation is that the president knew about it. Well, the White House says that's not the case. That they didn't know about it. They didn't know about the allegation. Congressman Chris Stewart sits on a permanent select committee on intelligence and this morning spoke uh, on KSL News Radio, spoke with Dave Noriega and Mia Love, former congresswoman here from the state of Utah, filling in for uh, Debbie here today. And they talked about these allegations. Let me first, though, share with you a statement which was released yesterday by Congressman Chris Stewart. That coming before uh, the comments he shared today on these airwaves, it says uh, this again, the statement from Congressman Chris Stewart about 22 hours ago, he put this out. He says, I met with national security officials at the White House today, yesterday. Media reports that POTUS was briefed on Russian plans to pay bounties for killing U.S. soldiers is not true. The raw intelligence simply did not reach the level of credibility sufficient to brief the president. As a veteran and member of the Intelligence Committee, this again, Representative Chris Stewart, I have no greater duty than to protect those who serve. 
to suggest the president would place the interests of Russia over our service members is absurd. Ironically, malicious leaks of uh, malicious leaks and inaccurate reporting such as this weaken our ability to defend our soldiers around the world. Worse, in this case, it makes it less likely we will ever know the truth of Russia's intentions. All right. That was the statement yesterday from Chris Stewart. Let me tell you something about Chris Stewart. He's a veteran of the United States Air Force. He is uh, of a different breed. He is one who has put on the uniform of the United States military, specifically the Air Force, and served his country. When he talks there about the notion that the president would place the interest of Russia over our service members is absurd. That's what Congressman Stewart said. Now, you may or may not have some feelings about Congressman Stewart's affection for the president. I have noticed in recent years there's been uh, certainly an uptick. He's been very much uh, more vocal about that, about his uh, affection for the president and his policies and his actions in defense of the president. And, you know, you're well within your right to, to question or analyze or scrutinize those motives. But on this topic here, on this topic here relating to the safety of service members, I'm going to trust the analysis of Congressman Chris Stewart. I told you he appeared this morning on KSL News Radio speaking with Dave Noriega and Mia Love. Uh, Dave introduced Chris as contending that the president was briefed on the intelligence. Here's Congressman Stewart's response. Not only do I contend the president wasn't briefed, I mean, it's just a fact he wasn't briefed. Uh, CIA has said the same thing. Director of National Intelligence has said the same thing. All the national security staff affirm that. I mean, it's just true that he wasn't briefed on this. But you know what? Russia is not our friend. Russia seeks to diminish and kill Americans to embarrass us. This is, if it's uh, briefed at the president, I think is one part of the story, but I think the bigger part is actually recognizing what Russia's intentions are and being willing to acknowledge that and confront them as well. Now, there is this question of whether or not intelligence did brief the president. The assertion is that the credibility of the allegation did not rise to the level uh, required to brief the president. Congressman Stewart addressed that. I mean, this is one of literally hundreds of examples, maybe thousands, of potential intelligence issues that we're trying to track, we're trying to understand. People talk about the presidential daily brief, and they have this perception that they come in every morning and they tell the president everything. It's impossible to do. There's just too much information. You have to choose that that you know is credible and that you know is urgent or is falling in, in line with policies that he's trying to implement. This never reached that threshold. We've looked at this uh, actually for years. Some of this intelligence goes back many years. And so it's something we've been trying to affirm one way or the other. Uh, but, um, but we just never reached the level of credibility to bring it to the president's attention yet. It's just one of, as I said, many, many things that we're tracking and trying to determine, you know, what is real and what is actually imminent and what do we have to deal with right now. The last comment I'd like to share with you here from Congressman Chris Stewart, uh, again, a retired member of the Air Force, uh, currently serving uh, in Congress 
on the Select Committee on Intelligence, you know, someone with close proximity to this information here, uh, regardless of what you feel about his politics, his proximity to this information is important and it is relevant and it is the reason why we should be listening to him. There are certain unintended consequences that come from accusations like this, and it is, it is the unintended consequence here that there are families around this country with deployed men and women wearing the uniform of the United States military who may be worried about their child's safety, their husband's I think safety. That's maybe the most important point of this whole discussion. And that is the president, the executive, members of Congress. I mean, my gosh, you know that I'm a veteran. My family, my brothers, my father, the American people support their soldiers. They would never, the president would never ignore intelligence that threatens our soldiers. I just don't believe he would ever do that. None of us would. And I think it's fair to to be able to tell these soldiers we will always do everything we can to protect you which is why I think this story is so destructive, because it creates this image that isn't true, but it creates this image that the president has ignored this. And and it's just very unfortunate that, uh, you know, that's what we're talking about right now. I agree with the congressman. It is what I see to be the greatest damaging reality of these accusations and these stories. And you will continue to see them. You'll see them play through the headlines here this evening, I'm sure, and into tomorrow and down the road, and Democrats will try to use this as some sort of tool against the president. But remember, remember what Congressman Stewart said right there, that there is no one uh, more important than the men and women who wear the uniform, and that the president is committed to protecting those individuals and protecting the peace of mind of their family members back at home. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we are going to set our sights on the United States Senate. There have been some questions asked and some answers given regarding opening the workplace and reopening schools. Senator Romney sits on the committee grilling Dr. Anthony Fauci and the head of the CDC. We will get both Senator Romney's questions and the responses he was given next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.